just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us in another episode of Just Me Therapy Podcast. Um, last episode, we discussed New Year's resolutions, what they are, um, and some different techniques in order to develop them, including um, affirmations, words for the year, vision boards. Um, but today we have a special guest um, that we're going to speak with. Her name is Jasmine, and she has found um, a different way of kind of incorporating vision boards and New Year's resolutions. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce Miss Jasmine, if she could just tell us um, what exactly got her motivated to do these vision boards and what exactly does she do? Um, hi, good evening. So my name is Jasmine. Um, for me personally, I know that as a 24-year-old, soon to be 25-year-old um, wife and mom, um, I am currently just in the midst of like experiencing a raw shift for me personally within my life. Um, and so that just requires fully saying yes to God in all areas. And so that looks like family, that looks like marriage, that looks like parenting my kids, work, but more so inner me. Um, and so as my 25th birthday is like approaching, I wanted to go into my 25th year different with God. Um, and so that just required becoming more consistent in prayer and adapting prayer as a lifestyle instead of just a hobby. Um, and so I didn't make New Year's resolutions. I just decided to make declarations and actually look at them, hold myself accountable by looking at them on paper. So I was like, prayer vision board, why not? So what was the latest thing, uh, the latest event that you did with a group of women? Can you explain what it was that um, incorporated the vision boards and the spiritual connection? So I was texting my mom and I was like, Ma, you should like do this with your ladies within your Bible study. So really it was for her to lead because that is her, you know, domain. Um, and so she was like, no, you can lead it. And so a part of that is pushing me out of my comfort zone and being in front of the podium instead of giving the ideas behind the scenes and not taking the directive of doing it myself. So um, she held me accountable and she was like, make the flyer and kind of write a brief overview of what it is and then post it in the chat and then post it on your own page. So at that moment, I felt like she was more so being my mom um, than Miss Ashley over P4A Ministries. And so I was like, okay. And so I did it and I was extremely nervous because most people my age aren't really um, desiring to approach God in the sense of prayer if it is not on trend or aesthetically pleasing. Um, and so the audience is more so catered to, you know, women who have more maturity, a little bit more wisdom. Um, and so I was obedient and I went forward. And so the turnout was better than I thought, even though it was intimate and it was small, the fact that people showed up with the intent to be present, it was a little bit more relaxing. And so we were there to just have a good time and be vulnerable. And so the biggest highlight was being vulnerable within our faith and where we were in that moment. 
And so that kind of led how the night went when it came to the Bearfish Board. Can you give us an example, um, paint a picture of what it was that you that you actually hosted? Um, I know I've seen um, the recording of it, but can you give the audience more of like a visual image? Can you describe what happened? Um, so we did it over Zoom only because Facebook will copyright you quickly. Um, if you play any type of music that you just don't own. And so we just thought that Zoom was more feasible for the night. And so we opened up in prayer um, and then just like worship. And my first thing was just asking the ladies to write down at least five things that they were grateful for. Five to seven things that symbolize every day of the week. Um, because one that places you in a moment of reflection where if you can't say seven things that you were grateful for this week, you know, are you feeding yourself more negativity than positivity? So when do we really take a moment to just say, you know what, God, I like, you know, Monday, I didn't really have a good day at work, but, you know, I put gas in my car and they didn't charge my debit card. That's a blessing right there. I got a free $35 tank of worth of gas. But we never take <laughs> yes. those moments to really see. Mm-hmm. We never take those moments to really see like the blessings lining up throughout the week. So that was the opener. And then, um, I kind of just wanted the women to have a moment to reflect on the hidden prayers. So we always express prayers outwardly, you know, like, well, God, thank you. Like, bless my family, bless my health, you know, bless my kids, bless my marriage. Like, we, we're always praying the blessed prayers, but we never really pray the hidden prayers, the desires that we feel like we are unworthy to express to God. And so... The prayer vision board was to get those prayers on paper, having to really acknowledge what are you truly desiring for God to do in your life that goes beyond your own limitations that you will not say out loud. So even though God knows all and sees all, he still requests for us to bring it to him. And so to hold ourselves accountable when we submit this in prayer, when we submit this petition in prayer, Now you have to write it. You can't just say it and then we forget about it. You can't just say it and then we begin to clock the timeliness of the answered prayer. You can't just speak it in the atmosphere and be like, okay, God is going, you know, to do it all is well, but you're still holding some type of anxiety behind that prayer. Whereas if you write something, writing has been shown to be very therapeutic. And so write the prayer, write in Jesus name, amen visualize your prayer. And so the prayer vision board was whatever your heart needed to release to God. And so it was very important that you were asking God to provide guidance on what you needed to write. Mm -hmm. Because if I just tell you, you know, what are the hidden prayers in your heart? We're so quick to say, what are you referring to? Oh, I don't know. Like we, we instantly go into the mindset of, I don't, you know, what is that? Like we don't really encompass the the meaning behind hidden prayers, but God does. And so the prayers that you, you speak at night when you can't sleep and you're restless, the prayers where only your tears are saying what you really are desiring, but your mouth can't fathom uttering those words, the prayers that you spoke. 20 years ago that haunts you because you won't release it to God fully. 
And so the prayer vision board was to get those on paper. We already know the primary and the secondary prayers, but what are the prayers that make up your identity that you haven't walked in yet? And so that's what I wanted the ladies to focus on that night. And we engaged in conversation. I asked them questions because I can give you the objective, but sometimes if you don't have prompts, you don't feel like you know what to do. So I had questions that prompted them that required you to, one, take accountability, two, acknowledge, are you God or is he God? And then three, what what are you trying to heal while you're releasing these hidden prayers also? Um, and so it, it was very therapeutic, but the only way that you could be successful that night was you had to write scripture with that prayer. Mm-hmm. That was the only rule. You had to solidify your prayer with scripture because we know that God's word is true. We know that his word never comes back void. And we know that his word has to fulfill what he had spoken or, or you know, authorized it to do. So you had to solidify your prayer with scripture. So that was the only rule of that night. And so it was, it, it went well. I was very surprised that it was successful the way that it was. So I, I was pleased. I was like, okay, nervous, but I was like, okay. Congratulations. <laughs> that was a mouthful, but the the night itself was, you had to be there to to really understand the assignment behind it. Mm-hmm. So a description, I wasn't able to just sum it up in two to three sentences. So I do apologize for the mouthful. Oh, no, I think that you hit the nail right on the head because it allowed us to visualize um, a very intimate moment without A, violating people's trust and B, helping listeners to kind of get an idea of how to implement it, possibly implement it into their own lives. Mm -hmm. Um, For you, and I think that you... You also answered the next question I was going to ask is that um, what are some of the main components of a prayer vision board? But it sounds like what one of the main components is, is getting and touching, shining light on some of those um, hidden prayers that you were saying that you were indicating. Um, Is that really giving them breath, releasing them, turning them over instead of feeling like you have to carry them around, but then also relinquishing that control that we so desperately have when we're trying to go into a new year and we're trying to do behavior changes and we're trying to get things done that we maybe didn't get done in the previous year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to let go of that control that we have um, and let things flow. Okay, okay. Um, for a prayer vision board, do you think that this is something that people can do throughout the year or do you feel like it's something that... Is only at the top of the year. What is your um, what is your take on it? Um, well, during the live stream, I was joking, but I was serious at the same time. Where during like the mid year, I would like to revisit mm-hmm. and to have a you know like a mid year regroup. So where are we? Uh, because the intention behind the prayer vision board is that you had to host it somewhere physically within your home where you will walk past it every day. Um, and so with that, as a visual aid, you had to, you have to witness God answer those prayers throughout the year. And okay. so while it may not be the full prayer, 
You may have worked on one sentence within your prayer, but you literally have to sit back and witness God and link throughout those prayers. And so by mid-year, what prayers have God answered? What movements have God done? Um, you know, what doors has he opened? What doors has he closed that no man can open? What breakthrough has happened? What deliverance has came about? Because we have to hold ourselves accountable that we are no longer waiting on the prayer to be answered. We believe that it is answered. We are just watching God do what he does best, which is to move on his own time because he doesn't dwell within our sense of time. He intercepts it. So at what moment did he intercept and begin to work that prayer out in front of you? And so we have to give um, credit when credit is due. God is very meticulous. And very detailed. And so are you watching the potter literally form the clay? So you have to just take your hands off and just watch in the awe. You have to be in awe with how God is just moving. And so I was joking and I I said I wasn't going to lead the mid-year. I was going to let somebody else do it. But um, prayer changes. Prayer is never just solidified when you say in Jesus' name, amen. Prayer grows as you mature. Mm -hmm. And so when you are, you know, enduring a a storm that you felt was unexpected, um, we give so much credit to the enemy when he doesn't deserve it all. And so you may be writing a prayer on February 1st, you know, that God, I need you to deliver me from the inner battle that I have with myself about my ability to thrive in my place of work. And so with that prayer, you begin to see God move. And so now you have storms happening at work and now you're isolated in your place of work. And now your character is being assassinated in your place of work. And now your word is no longer taken for what is worth, but it's being flipped opposite. And so then you, as natural, begin to be like, look, God, I prayed for this. I said to help me thrive. But all of this is happening is the opposite. And we never stop to think, what are you gaining from enduring within those storms? And so we'd be like, the enemy is just attacking and the enemy is just attacking. But what if God's in the storm? Mm-hmm. What if God is trying to grow you and mature you? What if you are learning endurance? What if you are learning perseverance? And so that prayer is beginning to change. So instead of you saying, Lord, help me thrive, Lord, help me exercise your patience in this place to work so that I can thrive. And so as you're walking on your day to day, on your way to work, on your way to bed, when you see that prayer in front of you, you might want to go and add a sticky note to that prayer. So, Lord, help me gain wisdom to speak with authority to these people. Okay, Lord, I saw, okay, and now I know how to speak with authority. They hear me. Now I have a seat at the table. Well, Lord, help me maintain my seat. Help me be a better steward of the responsibility that you have now granted me in this place of words. So, adding, you should be adding, no prayer should remain stagnant. If your prayer has remained stagnant, then you serve a stagnant God. No, we don't. So by mid-year, have you added mm-hmm. or are you continuing to limit what he's able to do because he refused to mature and grow? Yes. So it's it's all about accountability. So some of those hidden prayers are, Lord, reveal the ugliness of me. And you got to write that thing out. Like, wow, Lord, I realize 
that I have a bad habit of projecting my limited ability to your endless capability and help me not attempt to out God. And you have to write that prayer down and you have to look at it. And then you have to hold yourself accountable for moments within your life that you are trying to control and steer the ship when you really should be taking a page out of Jesus' book and resting in the midst of the storm, taking your hand off and writing, okay, God, I succeeded. I want it so bad to control the situation because it made me come out my comfort zone to no longer have a say though in what's happening, but I yielded to you. Thank you for that. Like, grow. Yeah. Grow. Write those prayers. Write the changes that you see. Heal as you're writing. So you should. You should continue with your prayers. You should continue to be adding. Your prayer vision board should not remain the same as it did the first day. Those moments where you had such a frustrating day and you feel yourself going back to your old ways, you should be adding a new page to your provision board. Mm. Okay. You you should be adding, um, like currently, like before this call, I was in the grocery store and had a full-blown panic attack, um, crying and everything. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm good. And my best friend had to text me and be like, but did you not submit your yes? And he's not doing what you asked him to do with your yes. And so even though I didn't get to physically write it on my prayer vision board, I had to go back to what I wrote about my inner selves, about self-sabotaging. So now when I get off this call, I have to go add to my prayer vision board. Lord, I thank you for not allowing me to fall into the entrapments of sabotage. Like that's how that, like it, when I, it has to foster intimacy between you and him. Yeah. It has to be consistent conversation. So prayers isn't, I don't want listeners to feel like your prayer vision board has to be so formal. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for da 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 da. No, your prayer vision board can literally be like a to do list. God, Today, I failed. Tomorrow, how am I going to see question mark? And then let him answer that. Mm-hmm. But the prayer itself was just the question. How am I going to succeed and not feel like I did today? And you'll notice that most of your prayer vision word is, is severe repentance. Mm. Yep. Most of it is going to be severe repentance when you realize how much pride we, we operate in, how much ego we operate in, how much vanity we operate in, mm-hmm. how conceited we are, how arrogant we can be, how manipulative we can be at times. So a lot of it is really having to, to come into a place of humility and see true repentance of changing, of changing the, the insight, changing the way you speak, the words that come out your mouth, how you internalize what's happening. Um, letting go of the victim uh, cloak or veil that we wear sometimes when things don't go our way. So if you aren't coming out healed, if you're not coming out matured, if you haven't grown, and if you can't acknowledge that in yourself, then you didn't do something right. Mm-hmm. I-, I like the way you said that, um, That it, and it kind of highlights what a whole resolution is um, or behavior change is that it's something that you 
have to change within yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not projecting that behavior change onto other people so that you can succeed. Um, a lot of times we say, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to um, work out a couple times a week. But there's so many other things that create that challenge for making it get done. So for the prayer vision board, it sounds like taking some of those interpersonal skills, working on yourself, like you said, the self-sabotaging, looking at pe- um, at um, people's opinions or projecting your own opinions onto somebody else. Um, and that can create challenges with communication, interaction, problem solving, decision making within your life throughout the entire year. So being a lot more mindful about these skills and these tools that we have that we need on a daily basis. I agree. It also um, diminishes the ability to compare because we do that a lot when we make New Year's resolutions. I always ask, well, why? I mean, you ain't been drinking before. Why you want to drink water now? Like, why you want to drink water now? Like, are, it brought it brings me back to my first statement. Like, are you doing it for the trend and because it's aesthetically pleasing? Or are you really doing it because you're trying to gain something? So New Year's resolutions is, oh, I want to, you know, my body needs to be ready for the summer. I want to start paying my way out of debt. I want to be in my own house. by the I want to do X, Y, Z. And we never take a moment to, to ask, well, why? Mm-hmm. What are you going to gain from achieving this? Or did you get this idea because we see so many people around us making it look easy, but you did not see the self-discipline that they had to achieve it. It's all about self-discipline. So before you say that you want to do something because it it looks like that's what you should be doing, is that healthy for you in this moment of your life or do you need to start small? Do you need to start honest mm-hmm. or do you need to start with what you can achieve and celebrate? Because even the small successes are worth celebrating if you have yet to conquer the big ones. And I like what you said there about, um, so I know that one of my New Year's resolutions has been um, on different years to go to the gym more often. And, mm-hmm. but reframing that and saying, okay, so my New Year's resolution is more or less, um, being more accountable or being more devoted to things. And so that changes the whole concept of how I view my success. I might not be able to go to the gym as much as I said I was going to, but where else in other areas of my life am I doing things with good intentions? Am I doing things without um, self-sabotaging? And then that makes me feel like, or that can make other people feel like they're being successful instead of saying, well, man, since I didn't go three times a week to the gym, then that makes me feel like I'm not um, at the level where I want to be. When that's not the case. That's not the case. I agree. So I love it. I love it. Miss Jasmine, do you have to um, have a particular religion or faith to participate in the prayer vision board? I'm not going to say that it has to be limited to a specific um, religion because I am not the person to make that call. Um, what I will say is that the intention behind it has to match what you believe in. I like um, it. So for me personally, as a believer of Christ, mine is rooted in scripture and mine is rooted in the sovereignty of God. Um, if you are an individual who believes, you know, who practice the Islamic faith, 
you traditionally are, um, I, I don't like to say required, but you traditionally already do pray five times a day. But because I do not know the logistics behind prayer within the Islamic faith and how that manifests in their personal lives, you would need to cater the outcome to fit your faith, to also fit your values and your morals. And so if you are a person where you don't operate in faith, but you consider yourself spiritual, um, or you are a part of the new age, you know, spirituality that I see so often now, everything is so big on manifesting, manifesting, manifesting. Well, if that's going to be the case, nothing is in writing. You cannot simply manifest what's in your head. You have to breathe life into it. And breathing life into your thoughts is to put them in paper. I mean, it's to put them on paper. It's to put them in words. That is how that is how we communicate with ourselves and with others. And so if you are going to manifest great success within your life, you now have to be specific. Well, what is that success? And that looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to say that you have to specifically be a Christian to do a prayer vision board. But because what I will say so that I'm not um, contradicting myself, but what I will say is that because prayer is attached to vision board, it's not an ordinary vision board. Gotcha. You have to have, you have to have, everyone has a faith system. I just want to say that everyone has a belief system. What you choose to believe in is your prerogative. But everyone has a belief system. Mm -hmm. And so make sure that what you're writing is aligning to what you believe in and that you can see that reflected in your word choice Mm -hmm. and what it is that you are now putting on paper. So that's, so I'll keep it pretty vague on that because I don't ever want to offend people. Um, But I will say it has to cater to what you believe in because everybody doesn't believe in the same thing. Nor does everybody pray for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I definitely like that um, that the concept of a prayer vision board can be malleable to different beliefs and values. Um, faith can be tacked onto that, but more importantly, it's are you living and are you breathing and you're, are, are you operating how you value things um, with what you value as important? So are you walking in the faith or are you walking in the way where your values are leading? Um, so definitely. Okay. And last question, Ms. Jasmine, is do you think, or in your opinion, um, should you ch- uh, share your prayer vision board with others? I feel like that can be subjective um, in the sense of be mindful of who you mm-hmm. share intimate words with um i feel like it's one thing to share vague prayers because we do it all the time girl i pray for this girl i pray for that um but it's different when you have been balled up in the privacy of your own home in darkness begging crying i'm not sharing those because the only one that needed to hear that was God or, you know, whoever you um, view as higher power or whomever. But I always say be mindful of who's listening, because the same way that you have such intention of writing those prayers, 
people have intention of praying against those prayers. Mm-hmm. And so if you are not surrounded by like-minded people who share the same visions as you, people can share the same faith as you, but they do not share the same vision as you. And if God has not given them or granted them the authority to be within your prayer circle, to pray for you, to war for you, when you can only groan and the words don't come out, they should not be involved in something so intimate that you put the time in expressing, if that makes sense. Um, And so I really do believe like every sheep isn't a sheep. Goats can act in the same mannerism as sheep, but goats have a different objective to achieve. Um, And so we see that. Mm-hmm. And so you have to you have to make sure that if you're going to be sharing with someone to ask them, help me, you know, can you assist me in praying for this? Or if I'm on your heart, can you just say my name in your own prayer? If you're if you're going to share that, then you need to make sure that they are at least answering to the same voice that you hear the call from. Mm-hmm. I and like so, it. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be selective, be selective. Be trusting, be selective, and be careful. Mm-hmm. And that also supports the idea that um, while sometimes we don't like a lot of attention and um, socialization, as human beings, we also are dependent on it in order to gain support, communal healing. Um, like like you said, finding a tribe who does share like-minded values, not just faith, but um, are walking in the same path as you or similar paths because um, that can support your ability to stay on, stay on point or deviate. So, okay. Well, good work today. Good work today. Thank you so much, Ms. Jasmine, for meeting with us, for engaging with us and sharing um, your perspective on a prayer vision board. Um, if people did want to reach out to you or ask further questions or follow up, is there any contact information that you would like to give or are you still um, considering? Uh, so I did this a while back, but I have a, um, I took my personal Instagram and I ended up just making it a um, account called Writing with Jesus. Um, and so it's, it was just an account that provides moment of reflection through journal prompts. And so often we think to have conversations with Jesus, but we don't know how to start. Um, and so it's literally W-R-I-T-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-J-E-S-U-S. Um, and so most of these prompts are pretty subjective um, with just certain things, like certain areas or certain places where you may be in your life. And so they can access me on that account. And then I don't really be on my TikTok to be checking messages. But in the season of being obedient, I have finally had to reveal my physical face on TikTok. Um, with some short, stupid, inspirational videos. Mind you, extremely uncomfortable. But if you find me on there, my name happens to be... And that's J double A, so it's two A's, three S's, M I N E, 
the number 11. So J-A-A-S-S-S-M-I-N-E 11. So jazz was just like elaborated several times. I love it. I love it. Well, definitely keep doing what you're doing. It sounds like there is a lot of enjoyment and energy with what you are doing. And I definitely look forward to maybe reconvening in the middle of the year just to see how things are going and check in on my prayer vision board as well. So thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate the um, space to come and talk about something that I was just like, hey, why not? Like, mom, you should do it. And she was like, nope, you can do it. So um, the first of many, I hope. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Miss Jasmine. And to our listeners, take care of yourselves so that we can all take care of each other. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Therapy podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center, located in Greensboro, North Carolina. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Therapy podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Therapy is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health care services. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast are intended for individual, informational, and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare professional. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.